I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I didn't think I was going to finish school. I was like, I was going to give up. But I had these people who popped up in my life, amazing teachers and my friends, you know, who became my sisters down in Sydney. And we all really supported each other and they supported me. And they're my backbone and they were just like, no, nah, you've got to do this. They would always say, you know, you've just got to think of the bigger picture. It's not just about you. So whatever choice you make, know that you, I don't like to say caring because I always feel like that can be quite heavy. But I, I feel like there's many people who are watching and walking with you and you're inspiring many. It's about so many more people than, than just yourself. On this week's episode, I was so stoked to sit down with one of Australia's most exciting actors, Radawoy Hick. In this conversation, she speaks about her upbringing between Arnhem Land and Sydney, the struggles she faced, and how looking at the bigger picture helped her find strength in those difficult times. Now, coming from a family of incredible performers, Radawoy was destined for the limelight, She starred in a range of theatre productions before moving into television. Most recently, you might know her as inmate Ruby Mitchell from Wentworth. You may have even seen her twerk on stage at the Logies this year. She has done so many amazing things in her short life, including starting the viral social media campaign, hashtag Our Kids Belong With Family. We sat down for a chat a few weeks ago, but Radaway came into the studio yesterday to fill us in on all the Logies goss. She is so inspiring, and today it is an absolute honour to be able to share with you her story on northeast Arnhem Land with Mon. Now, just to get things rolling, a little bit of housekeeping. First up, thank you so much for clicking on this podcast. My name's Monica O'Hanlon, and you could say... I'm a bit of a sticky beak. I just love hearing people's stories because it's true what they say. Everyone's got one. I work at Gove FM in northeast Arnhem Land in the NT. It's one of the most remote and unspoilt parts of Australia. If you're someone who isn't familiar with it, here's what you need to know. The Yungle people are the traditional owners of this region Their vibrant culture dates back more than 40,000 years. The hub, where I live, is called Nullumboy, a town created on the Gove Peninsula after the establishment of the bauxite mine. You're probably asking, what's the purpose of this podcast? I've met so many weird and wonderful people, whether they're from here or just passing through. I want to know how their path led them to this tiny little dot on the map. And it would be my absolute pleasure to share it with you. Hi, I'm Radawoy Hick. I'm an Australian actress. I'm also Yolngo. I'm from Darling Boy community. 
Thank you so much for coming in. I was so excited when we bumped into each other at the beach. I'm like, yes, this is going to be a great episode. Uh, so thanks for taking the time out because I know you're super busy. Oh, thank you so much, Monica, for having me. I'm so excited to be back home and just to be, you know, back here and sort of like the town. It's so amazing to be back. Yeah. How long are you back for? Uh, indefinitely. <laughs> no, nice. I'm, I have no idea until the next job comes up. I'm sort of, this is my time to, I, I come up every year actually. This is, and I run away and I go out to Darlingboy community and I hide out there and I don't tell anyone that I'm there. So I just kind of fill up the cup so I can go back to the city and do my job, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Let's start right from the beginning where it all began. Right away, where were you born? Where was I born? Well, I was born in Sydney. Um, My mum was uh, dancing with Bangara Dance Company at the time. So, and she was on tour while while, uh, pregnant with me. So, um, yeah, so I was born in Sydney, but then after that moved moved up here. And I've sort of just been back and forth my whole life between Nolanboy or Darlingboy community and Sydney. So living this two completely different lives and it's been a crazy roller coaster but I wouldn't ever change it for the world. Yeah how I mean how lucky as well to kind of experience remote community and then living in the big smoke that's pretty cool. Oh it's amazing I think as as a kid I didn't appreciate it as much as I do now as an adult. Um, I, I guess I found it really difficult I didn't know where um, maybe just had a bit of identity issues, like I didn't know where I, where my place was, you know, up here or where my place was in the city. I didn't know who I was, and it took me a while to find myself. And a lot of people kept saying I was really lucky, and I couldn't appreciate that. But until now, as as a young woman, I'm like, yeah, it is. It's a very lucky thing to have to have both worlds and both languages, and to be able to go in between both of them. Yeah. So how old were you the first time you moved up to Dalinboy to live? Well, it was before I started school. So it was like from when I was one or two up until I was like five. And yeah, and then, you know, people, family members would pass away and I would come up and just stay for a long period of time and things like that. Throughout primary school, especially, um, my parents were like, oh, it's not, primary school's not too important. It is important, kids, if you're listening. Um, but compared to high school, I think that's when I was sort of uh, forced to stay in Sydney. Not forced. Oh, my God. I wasn't, like, tied up and be like, you have to stay. Even though I did go to a private school. I did go to a Catholic girl school. And it was very strict. Oh, my God. But, um, yeah, no, I, I think all throughout primary school. Just back and forth, really. Like sometimes six months up here, six months in Sydney, you know. Yeah, Yeah. cool. How did you compare it, like, I guess, from going to school here and then going to a a Catholic boarding school? Was it a boarding school? Um, I didn't go to a boarding school. Or a Catholic Catholic girls' school. school. (laughs) How do you even compare that? Oh, my God. I I really hated going to that school. Um, (laughs) I loved being up here and I used to... My name's Radway and people used to give me the nickname Runaway because I used to run away <laughs> all the time. It was really bad and I used to like, I, really, I struggled. I struggled a lot. I, um, I didn't think I was going to finish school. I was like, I was going to give up. But I had um, these people who popped up in my life, amazing teachers 
and my friends, you know, who became my sisters down in Sydney. And we all really supported each other and they supported me and they're my backbone and they were just like, no, you've got to do this. Um, Think of the bigger picture, which has always been... I've I've been quite fortunate to have a lot of amazing women around me who keep saying that. Um, my friends from high school, my teachers in Sydney, my grandmother from here um, who's no longer with us, but they would always say, you know, you've just got to think of the bigger picture. It's not just about you. So whatever choice you make, know that you... I don't like to say caring because I always feel like that can be quite heavy, but I, I feel like there's many people who are watching and walking with you and you're inspiring many. So you've got to, it's about so many more people than, than just yourself. Yeah. Did you take that on board or did you find that challenging in the beginning to have that kind of? No, I helped a lot. Um, that, that's the, you know, to, to have that thought, um, for it to not just be about myself, I was like, yep, okay, I can do that. And that, that helped a lot to, and it still does to this day. Every job that I do, I know that I'm doing it. You know, like with television, representation matters. So every job that I do, I don't think about myself. I think about all the young women out there and then young Aboriginal women, then young Yulungo women, like how, you know, I really want more talent to come out. Amazing. Do you think, like, even though, like you said, you lived between the two, was culture always a big part of your upbringing? Oh, yeah. And and I think that's what I struggled with the most is language, going back and forth between Yorongomata and then English. And I still kind of do a little bit, but I, I, I don't think about it too much. I don't try and overwhelm myself with it. Um, but as a kid, I really struggled with it. And I was falling behind in school in Sydney and they kept putting me in the ESL class, which is English as the second speaking language. And, um, and I kind of got bullied for that. And so all throughout primary school and high school, I was bullied a lot for speaking, you know, more than just one language. Isn't that insane to get bullied for something like that? Yeah. Uh, I think that that's just the culture in Sydney. Um, whereas up here, it's just because I, as a kid in primary school, I went to Yirkala, Yirkala school. So I was at a bilingual school and that was celebrated there, you know. Mm. Um, so it was really weird because I went from one world where it's celebrated and you see Yolongomo. You can you walk out in the streets here in Nolanboy and Yulongo language is the the majority. That's the that's the main language that you hear up here. So to go from that to Sydney, I was like, yeah, language was really hard for me communicating. Or I, and then I became sheltered and very shy, and I wouldn't speak. It was like this. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's awful. So that's interesting because of the occupation you've ended up in. I know. So after high school, because you studied at NASDA, hey? Yeah, I went to NASDA for just a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so wanted I wanted to be a dancer actually. So, um, But, you know, life throws, you know, curveballs at you and you've just got to go with it, I think. But was that inspired from your mum? Of course, yeah. yeah. Look, I grew up around dance with my mum, Janet Munyarion, and uh, my uncle, Jagbara Munyarion. Like, they, well, I was always in the rehearsal room, you know, so it was, 
it was bound to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me, how did you end up getting into it? Because it was theatre first, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like tell us a bit about that. Oh, um, well, I was studying at NASDA and I had this director and one of my cousins from Galerinko come in and they were like, look, we've got this dance theatre piece. Um, it's a Yulongo version of Romeo and Juliet. And I was like, I think I was 18 or something. And they're like, would you be Juliet? And I was like, no, I'm not an actor. I don't, because I, like I said, I struggled to speak in front of people. So shy. I'm still a little bit of an introvert. <laughs> Got to kind of shake it up a bit. But <laughs> yeah, so they were just like, uh, they gave me the role, basically. And I said no. And I was turning down, which I didn't know at the point, this major director, um, he's from England, Nigel Jamison. I didn't care at the point. I was like, I don't know who you are. Sorry, Nigel, if you're listening. We're really good friends now. But um, I, and then we, uh, yeah, so that kind of happened. I just went, you know what, I'm just going to give it a shot. Like, let's just try things out. If it's not for me, it's not for me, but at least I tried it out. And um, I did it. And that was it. I left Nasda and I went and became an actor. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> just like that. I just started meeting people. It's all about networking. I met lots of directors and other actors and they were just like, come and, you know, do an audition and here's my number and people just give out numbers and emails. And this is back like when social media wasn't a big thing. Whereas yeah. like nowadays actors get jobs quite easily through Instagram, I notice. No judgment, but... Um, <laughs> you did it the, the real way. I did it the real old school way. <laughs> Hard work. <laughs> How did that turn in from theatre into television? Well, straight after that audition, um, audition, uh, straight after, you know, going on tour with Wrong Skin, which was the Yulongo version of Romeo and Juliet. And that was with Jukimala, by the way. Oh, so amazing. it was like unreal. And it was our first time, every single one of us, it was our first time on stage. And it was hilarious. I was like, why isn't there a camera backstage? Because there was just, <laughs> it was hilarious. It was so much fun and lots of dancing. And it was all family. So it felt very uh, protected. For a first show, it was, yeah, I was very fortunate to do that with family. Yeah. But then straight after that, I went into um, a, a Brand New Day and Sapphire's audition. And I remember seeing uh, a Brand New Day was the first one. And I walked in and Dan Sultan was there. And I was like, oh, my God. And we were on the plane together, actually, flying from Sydney to, to Broome. And I was like, I was shitting my pants. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, 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 that's fine. Say whatever you like. Oh, my God. I was so nervous. And we had to do this audition together and we, like, had to flirt and all this stuff. And I was like, what? I don't know how I'm going to do this. Anyway, so it was just like auditions. Um, And it went, it came down to me and Jessica Malboy. And then again in Sapphires, down to me and Jessica Malboy. I absolutely love her. She's amazing. And she did a fantastic job in both films. But, um... Yeah, so I think uh, at that point, the fact that I got that far, I went, oh, I think I'm an actor. <laughs> Maybe this is what I'm supposed to do, like the universe or something out there, whatever's out there is that, like, acting chose me, I didn't choose it. Okay. Yeah. 
because you've been nominated. I was having a look at your Wikipedia page. <laughs> you have been nominated for so many awards, like crazy, like the Deadly Awards. Where I've got it Deadly's, here. Deadly. You've yeah. been nominated for the Logies. You're up for a Logie this year too, hey? Um, yeah, our show is. We're still waiting to find out. We we, we were up for a Logies, um, but we're still waiting to find out about. I think the announcement comes out soon because they've got to like. I don't know, eliminate people. Oh, <laughs> eliminate, really? Like, it's like The Bachelor or something. <laughs> <laughs> I got the rose. <laughs> no, I don't watch that crap. <laughs> it's the most wonderful night of the year. We'll be praying for glory in our categories to boost our careers. It's the most wonderful night of the year. I watched Maths and I have to say I loved it. Oh. Dirty little secret, but uh. mine's Gogglebox. I've never watched that. I don't get it. How could you? It's hilarious. You just watch people watching TV and it's brilliant. It sounds so boring, but maybe it's I'll... so entertaining. <laughs> really? Do it. All right, I have to. I'll have a look. I need a new thing to watch. So, do you watch the program as well? Or just them? No, just them. And bits and pieces of the program. <laughs> but the English one is better than the Australian one, I think. Right. I don't know how you're going to get your hands on them. Oh, you can. There's the internet. That's true. All right, I'll suss it out. Uh, but where I was going with that, you have been nominated for heaps of awards. Crazy amount. How does that feel? Um, oh, <laughs> I don't know. It feels so good. It feels really nice. Um, it's You sacrifice a lot. You work really hard as an actor, um, emotionally, physically, mentally. Um, and I've been away from home for 11 years. So, and it can be a really lonely road sometimes because you're on your own and you're in, you're constantly traveling. And, um, and then I just, I've been a workaholic. I've just been working back to back. Uh, that's why I'm here now to relax for a little bit, but it, it's nice to have that acknowledgement and, like I said before, to, you know, inspire other people and representation matters. It's so important. Yeah, just so my family can see what I'm doing and my friends and just that acknowledgement is good. Yeah. 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 When you say sacrifice, is that – do you mean – like being away from family? Being away from family. I've missed a lot of funerals and close family members up here and stuff and just being with my family, you know, um, watching my brother's kids grow up and being with my mum and everyone or, or even just culturally, like uh, sometimes, like I just missing out on things culturally learning stuff up here you know is so important and picking up on your mother and going out with all of my sisters and getting maple and you know like oysters and stuff and hunting and fishing and just little things like that and you do and every actor has some kind of sacrifice and that's leaving our family and our hometown behind and having so you can you know follow your dreams but yeah, so that's why it's really nice when you do get that acknowledgement yeah. and being nominated for awards. It's it's you know you go okay you're you're doing the right thing. Yeah, are you currently you're on three shows at the moment? Is that right? Am I? 
Who is it? Because I, I don't know. I looked at your wiki page. It says Cleverman, Black Comedy and Wentworth. So does that mean when they're open-ended like that, does that mean that another season's coming or how, like, what does that mean? Um, Cleverman, Black Comedy. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, no, no <laughs> Cleverman's not. Um, Black Comedy is, I think they're shooting this, the next season at the moment, but I'm, they, they wanted me for it, but. I said, oh, i got to stay home. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been turning down work. I turned down home and away the other day. <laughs> Let me be the one that you turn to. Someone you can rely. Closer each day. Home and away. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I've got to be home. Speaking your lawn with Good my on you. Isn't that um, nice that you have the option to do that? Oh, it was crazy. so, you know, if this was me 10 years ago and I went, oh, home and away, well, I better get that job. Better, you know, do it. But now I'm just at this point, which is really nice to just go, no, I need to, need to just stay home for a bit. <laughs> totally. You can do home and away anytime, right? Yeah. Home and away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So at the moment, are you still working on Wentworth? Yeah. 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 Wentworth is the only one that I'm on at the moment, yeah. And how, did, how does that work? Because, so, is it like three months stints of, like, hardcore filming or... I, I'm always curious about that. Uh, yes. Uh, longer, actually. Probably about... Oh God. Uh, yeah, maybe about five months of just hardcore work. Um, it's just five days a week, so you get a week... You get the weekends. But, um... It's Wentworth is intense. Um, it's amazing. I'm the youngest cast member there, and all of the other actors they were like, "Are you ready for this?" I'm like, oh, "I'm scared. <laughs> Don't do that to me." And like they were just like, "It's a roller coaster, and it's gonna be full on." And my first four days, it was just all me, and they had me like, you know, having an epileptic fit car accident all these emotional scenes boxing like fighting like like I had to do all these really intense stuff and by the fourth day like usually that stuff wouldn't break me Mm. the fourth day I walked out crying I was like it broke me and they went every actor that's been through here has had this moment (laughs) and I was like okay that's good to know Pamela Rabe or someone like that's had that moment I'm like okay I'm not the only one who's been crying around here (laughs) but it's it's so intense because there's so uh it's quite you know violent and you've got to have a lot of energy for it it's really fast um and these actors that I'm working with, they've been around for years. So I was like, I walked in going, okay, I've only been around for like a decade. So i got to bring my A game. Like, they're not messing around. So, yeah, it was, wow. it was intense. Do you reckon they did that for your first four days on purpose to break you? Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm always like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> Testing me out. I, the, first, the first couple of weeks joining Wentworth, it was like starting school. It was, and they were all putting me up to the test, all the actors, producers, directors. I was like, I'm a good person. <laughs> Don't do this to me. <laughs> and I was like, all right. Bring it. <laughs> and you showed them by the looks of it. Yeah, no, they're great. They're my family. How'd you sleep? 
Like shit. That's what happens when you burn your mattress, you dumbass. You want a fist in your mouth. I got a big mouth. You wouldn't even touch the sides, mate. Do you have a favourite person that you work with on the show? Oh, I can't say that. <laughs> um, look, oh no, I love them all, but I work with Leah Purcell a lot um, and we play sisters, so, you know. And I've worked with her for years as well and she's she's really been, like, I don't know, I wouldn't use the word mentor, but she's really sort of helped guide me when when things have been tough, like I've had questions about oh, do I do this job or what should I do? She's really sort of been there to go, okay, you know, and help me out with with what path to take, you know. Yeah. Um, but I love working with her. She's mad and, you know. <laughs> she's an amazing performer, like yeah. an amazing director and writer and she's just unreal. Like I couldn't talk her up anymore, you know. <laughs> like I, just, I love her. And I've known her for years. Like I, I was in a playground in Sydney when I was 10, or might have been nine, and I was playing with a little girl there and it was her daughter. She's a year older than me and we became best friends and they came to my birthday party. I didn't know it was Leah Purcell's daughter. <laughs> my dad was like, do you know who that is? I was like, no, that's just my friend Amanda. <laughs> and, then, and then after that, Amanda and I went to high school together oh. and it just became this sort of, it's almost like Leah and I were meant to find this path together later down the track, you know? How special is that? Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. And what a strange coincidence how it all worked out. While we're on the topic of Wentworth, I have been dying to ask you this, and it's probably a really, really boring question for you, but I've always been curious. When you're in the midst of filming, like right in the heart of it, what does a regular day look like for you? Oh, in the midst of filming. Okay. Usually I'd get up around four o'clock in the morning to get picked up, um, or like getting picked up at four o'clock in the morning, so you're up at three, and <laughs> and then you drive to the set, so you have someone pick you up, or sometimes you got to get a taxi, and then you drive to the set, and um, you go straight into the hair and makeup chair, and you sit there, and you have people poking at your face and pull out your hair for like, I don't know, however long you need makeup done for. <laughs> like, you know, clever man, it was because uh, I was a hairy. So we were working with uh, Peter Jackson's company, Weta. So all the guys that did all, all of the Lord of the Rings oh, characters, wow. they worked on us. So we sent, I sent all of my measurements over to those guys. And so you've got like models and stuff of of me like and as a hairy or my my you know the hair and stuff over over there with all the lord of the rings stuff it's crazy it's insane <laughs> um so getting dressed up as a hairy that would take you know two two and a half hours but wow. then wentworth it's like 
15 minutes, 20 minutes. Oh, cool. Yeah. So you just sort of, depends on what show it is. But yeah, that's kind of standard. You go hair and makeup first, then costume, then you have your breakfast, then, and I think sitting in the makeup chair, that's, that's usually when I sit down and go through my lines. Like I'll spend the night before, the whole night, just going over rehearsing my um, lines and stuff. And then in the makeup chair, I'll do it again just to, you know, fresher mind. It's the morning. So get myself ready for the day and just plan the whole, not plan the whole day, but just prepare myself for the day. And especially if there's emotional scenes, I'll say to the makeup artist, look, this is a big day, big emotional scene. You know, let me just sort of zone out for a little bit. And everyone's kind of really aware of that and lets the actors sort of do their thing. And then you just wait around. You spend 80% of the time waiting and you sit and wait and then they go, we're ready for you. And you've got to go in there and you sort of just do the scene and then you wait because they've got to move cameras around. Then you go and do it all over again, exactly the way you did it the first time. And it's sort of <laughs> like that all day. And some days you'd just be there for, I don't know, you'll be in the makeup chair for hours for a two minute shoot. And some days you're there for like, you know, over 10 hours, 15 hours sometimes. Insane. That's crazy. <laughs> like I, with Wentworth, I had to do a boxing scene. I had not, uh, yeah, boxing scene. So this fight scene. And I do all, like all of my own stunts really. And that talk, that talk about, that was about 10 hours of fighting. And I spoke to my trainer, my boxing trainer back in Redfern. And I said, I had to do this 10 hour boxing shoot and he goes professional boxers don't even do that and I was like what the hell I was like I'm doing something that like a professional sort of athlete boxer doesn't even do I was like yep and I'm a woman and we can do this (laughs) that's brutal that's so brutal yeah it's it's intense so how long would it take to film an episode do you reckon um one episode two weeks two weeks yeah you just don't like when you watch because you it's so easy to watch yeah it just <laughs> flies by you watch like five in a row i know wow. sometimes sometimes you watch and you go that was so quick we put so much work into that <laughs> <laughs> and that scene was only like you know two seconds but we spent five hours shooting that God. it's so yeah. that really that it's legit like that yeah yeah Insane. It's actually quicker here in Australia than it is in America. If you're on an American um, TV or film set, it for like a scene that only goes for a couple of seconds, they mm-hmm. would spend the whole day shooting that. Whereas in Australia, they're like, no, time is money. Like, mm-hmm. you have four hours to shoot this. That's insane. Would you want to end up going to America career-wise? Oh, yeah. America or London. My dad's English, so he's from London. Um, So I have dual citizenship. So probably London first. Um, But definitely, yeah, I'd like to go. I I don't know yet. Overseas, definitely. Yes. Not sure which destination yet. And are you thinking like films or are you thinking TV shows? Like what do you prefer? Um, You know what? I've never done a film before. Okay. I haven't. I would love to do a movie. So um, hopefully that that'll come up at some point. I do more TV. I'm more of a TV actor. Um, and yeah, whatever's out there. It, it just it it's not so much about whether it's film or TV. It's whether the script is good. Um, 
you know, whether the character's good, if it's challenging, mm. you know. I want it to scare me um, and then I'll know that it's the right path. When, it, when you get too comfortable, you know you're not doing the right thing. You've got to always be scared. Yeah, that's a good point. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> now, I wanted to ask you about the social media campaign that you started last year, the hashtag Our Kids Belong With Families. Yeah. Amazing. You completely went viral. <laughs> How did that all come about? And tell me a little bit about that. Look, I, um, you know, I talk a little bit about it on social media. Um, my family, we all went through a really tough time and it broke us. Like, um, I went through depression when the kids were removed and we all did, my whole family did. Um, and it was, uh, it was so heartbreaking seeing my family fall apart because we've always been really close. Um, and family's so important. So, uh, basically I wasn't being heard. <laughs> um, by many people um yeah basically I wasn't being heard and then I started to do my own research so it wasn't until it happened to our family that I like I didn't realize how um how full-on it is how many the amount of the number of children that are being removed and the number of indigenous children that are being removed and it's scary and so I started to do my own research. I just Googled things. I spoke to people. I I was, you know, constantly just reading. And I went, this is outrageous. Like, we need to do something about this. Um, and I didn't know what to do. And I didn't want to take it to social media. I didn't want my family out there. I wanted to protect my family because we weren't being protected already. And we felt so vulnerable. Um, I that's the truth. I didn't want to go there because once you put it out on social media, it can be quite dangerous as well, or just quite full on. And then, but social media was my only choice to get the kids back with us. It was my, like, it was my last resort. I've tried everything. I was emailing, you know, politicians. I was contacting, you know, territory families and everyone. Like I, and it was the last choice. And I went, I have to do this because no one's listening to me. Mm. No one's listening to our family. And the kids are still away. And it's Christmas Day and they're not with us. Um, so I went, oh, <laughs> hello, I'm an actor. Um, maybe I'll just start up a campaign. And this is actually a good way to educate people. And um, so I contacted all the famous people that I knew. <laughs> I went, hey, Hugo Weaving was one of them and Yale Stone from um, Oranges, Oranges and New Black. And I went, hi. I didn't care. Like I messaged everyone around the world and I just went, this is what I'm doing. Um, if you want to send through a photo, here's my number, here's my email or send it through social media. Um, would love your support and I gave them information about it so they didn't feel like they were just like being asked to put their face out there would never want that mm. I you know it's it's totally up to them whether they want to be a part of it or not and they were so amazing like I it was crazy I bumped into Hugo Weaving last year at the airport and he's like he's like I'm so glad you know you messaged me and and I put my photo up there because I've done my research after that and realized how 
you know, what else can I do? And I'm like, this is insane. I was like, <laughs> you know, I love that. Like, he's such an amazing actor. And, um, yeah, so it kind of took off, and and um, which was amazing. I was so overwhelmed by it. I stayed in bed and cried for days. <laughs> and that couple of days later, we found out we were getting the kids back. So that movement is the reason why they're here now, you know, with us back with family, and they're just thriving. They're doing really, really well. It's just like, yeah, you, you've, you're you so young and you have done so much. Like, I find you so inspiring. Like, that is insane. Like, <laughs> seriously, you're amazing. Thank you. Is, is activism something that you've always been involved with or is it something that you want to continue? Um, you know, I never really, like, was drawn to the word activism. Like, I think I'm, I just speak the truth in certain things. I don't... Um, Although I do go out and protest a lot. My dad kind of, my dad was a big protester. He's on like, what was he? He was a protesting against the apartheid or something. And, oh. and he's on the front cover of, of a book getting arrested or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> he tells everyone about it. <laughs> um, he's really quite, quite proud of it, actually. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so, yeah, he kind of, my dad was always getting us out there, my brother and I, girl, girl always getting us out there protesting and as kids and we would have our um I remember he'd have dinner and he'd get us to shout what do we want land rights when do we want it now and he, dad he's white by the way um used to get us to do that every night at dinner I love it so, so I think good. it kind of just happened but um <laughs> yeah look I um, I don't know. I wouldn't really call myself an activist. I just yeah. kind of just like to speak the truth. And if there's any wrongdoing, I'm just like, well, you're doing the wrong thing. Yeah. That's not how, that's not humanity. That's not how we should treat people that it needs, you know, and whether that's, you know, it's like um, feminism and stuff. Like I don't really label myself, but I'm constantly talking about, you know, women's rights and then, Indigenous rights or any, like even recently with what's been happening over in Sri Lanka, I'm not Sri Lankan, but my best friend is. Um, so I've been talking up a lot about what's been going over, what's been going on over in Sri Lanka. Um, anything that, where, where there's any kind of injustice, I'm like, well, I have a platform and I'll speak about it if I f feel like it. Amazing. I mean, it's so important to keep the conversation going. So yeah, you're using your platform for good, not yeah. for breakfast snaps. And <laughs> I have, you can do that too. <laughs> Sometimes I do. It's all about it's, a bal it's yeah. all about the balance. You know, you'll get my breakfast snaps, and you'll get a bit of activism. Follow me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're like totally. It's about balance, but I think it's awesome to see someone that does have such a platform to use it for good. Yeah, good on you. You've experienced both city and remote living and we've spoken about it a bit before, but is there one that you prefer or do you kind of like both? Um, I like both. Yeah, I think I, I think balance is really good. Um, you know, I'm always longing for the other one. <laughs> it's yeah. terrible. But I, like I said, now that I'm older, I'm really appreciating just being present and and enjoying what I where I am at that point in life um like the other day you know I've been up here for maybe a month now 
in Nullumboy and uh, two days ago I flew down to Melbourne. So I've only been here for a couple of weeks and I flew down to Melbourne and I was already like like a little girl in a candy store. I was like, look at the lights. And I was like, <laughs> over, you know, overwhelmed by it all and overstimulated, you know. I was like, oh, my God, and things are open till like things are open till late, midnight. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> really? <laughs> Woolies are still open? <laughs> it was so weird and I've only been here for a month. It's not like I've been up here for a long, long time. So I, I realised at that point, I went, wow. Um, and this is just two days ago. I was like, wow, there is a big difference between Melbourne and Sydney. Uh, Melbourne and Sydney. Melbourne and Nullumboy. There's a big difference between Nullumboy and Melbourne. It's just completely different worlds. Um, but to answer your question, I don't really have a favourite. I love them both. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I can totally relate to that. Now, we've been talking about your life and what you've been up to recently. I want to mix things up a bit now. What, what are your dreams for the future? My dreams for the future? Well, I want to... Um, I want to start directing and producing my own work. So uh, that's another reason why I'm up here. Um, so I need to do a call out soon. <laughs> Got some talent. I'm scouting at the moment, actually. Um, not just Yulmore, but any Balanda kids out there who are interested in acting or have Ooh. any stories that they've written. I don't, I, I don't mind how old you are. I have a story written by a seven-year-old and another story by... Um, six, someone who's like 66 years old. So I don't mind how old you are. I'm looking for stories, um, maybe doing some drama and comedy stuff and, and getting some actors. So if there's anyone who's interested, I'm going to be, I'm going to head down to um, Yirkala and start working with a team down there and yeah, getting directing and producing some like creating my own work you know cool yeah. and just getting out of the camera for a little away from you know yeah. on the other side of the camera I mean yeah yeah amazing oh, cool I can't wait to see what you come up with now lastly Radaway, before you go do you have any pearls of wisdom or do you have any words of advice or anything that you want to say to anyone who might be out there listening I think it's really important everyone who lives in Nolanboy or Yirkala or any, you know, ski beach, that we all work together. You're all in Balanda. It's so important. That's the that's how this town and this community will really thrive. Learning how to speak each other's languages. Um, you know, if you're Balanda, you know, sit down with Yulungo and learn about this beautiful country that we're on, this beautiful land and, and Yulungo people and learn about our culture. Um I think that's really important and I think this is a really great town as well because it, there is a lot of that um, but I think we could even mix it up a little bit more and just get everyone together and that's my message out to everyone. Hey, thank you so much oh for coming God. in. It has been such a pleasure and I just think you're amazing. Like, yeah, you're doing amazing things. I cannot wait to see what oh. you do in the future. <laughs> And um, best of luck for the Logies. I hope you get the rose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hope I get the rose too. I'm going to find out, find an outfit. That's the other thing. I wish, like, I really wish that Yonmore had um, their own uh, designs up here. 
with fabrics. Yeah. I was trying to go, I was trying to tell Buko at the art centre, I was like, come on, is there anyone out there? Because I need something for the Logies. Yeah. <laughs> and I would love to wear a Yolngor design, you know, that's something that I really would love. So if anyone's listening... Um. <laughs> yeah, totally. I feel. I thought. I. I thought there was one. I thought, I don't we'll know. have to look in. But yes, thank you so much, Monica and GovFM. <laughs> it's awesome. I'm so happy that you got me in. <laughs> I'm stoked. <laughs> now it's not quite over just yet. I spoke with Radawoy yesterday, so here's a little update on what's happened since our chat. Just got back from the Logies, which was down at the Gold Coast, and we won silver a silver Logie for the most outstanding drama series. So we're super stoked. It was unreal. It was my first time getting up on stage at the Logies. I've been to the Logies before, but it was the first time winning something and being there. And I was just the whole time was like, don't stack it up the stairs. This is live on television. Please don't stack it. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. But I was, I was also like, I was so excited and then um, managed to twerk on stage. I don't know if anyone saw that. <laughs> oh, no, but it was, it was unreal. And like now that I'm back home, I've had a lot of family come up to me and they're so proud and and you know the next day being the cover girl with some of the other girls from Wentworth on TV week and just to be like up there representing my family Yulongo um and just you know yeah I I don't even know I've been sort of kind of on a on a high from it all I think it's exciting really happy <laughs> I'm like I, my whole family knew that I was going to the awards and I was just like just come back with something <laughs> with some good news <laughs> and it's nice to be acknowledged you know because we work really hard on Wentworth and it is you've got to go there emotionally mentally um physically and <laughs> It's probably one of the hardest jobs I've ever done and I'm working with incredible actors and to, to be acknowledged for all of our hard work, the whole cast and crew, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> what about, what was the highlight of the actual like Logies Award night? Um, I got a photo with Sam Neill. <laughs> oh my God, like that was seriously the highlight. I was having breakfast and we we're all the celebrities were all staying at the same hotel and I get up for breakfast and we, and Leah's like, meet me downstairs for breakfast. I'm like, yeah, Leah Purcell. And then get there and there's like everyone's there, every celebrity's there. And I look across the room and I see Sam Neill and I was like, oh my God, it's Sam Neill. And I'm, I love dinosaurs. I love Jurassic Park. <laughs> I'm like a huge fan. And my nephew and I, like, we're obsessed. And um, I was just like, the, the Jurassic Park, like, da da theme song was like in my head the whole time and I was like okay my mission for tonight is to get a selfie with Sam Neill and it happened even before the red carpet even happened I was like Sam I didn't even call him Sam Neill I was like Sam I need a selfie with you and he was like he's like oh how are you doing and then he pulled out his phone not not my phone his phone and takes a photo of us me in his phone. <laughs> it's just like, I didn't know what to do. I was shaking. It was so stupid because I don't get starstruck over people. But Sam Neill, oh, that's a whole different ball game there. He's a legend. <laughs> and I was just like, yep. Yeah. So 
was like, I don't even need to go to the Logies now. My night's over. I got a photo with Sam Neill. I can go back to bed. (laughs) (laughs) It was ridiculous. And then Kelly Rowland was there. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so close to Beyonce. (laughs) No, I imagine if you said that to her. I know. That's (laughs) terrible. I shouldn't really say that. (laughs) No, I love Kelly. Oh, my God. I just, I don't know. It was unreal. It was so it was so cool just to see everybody and um, and you know just catch up with friends and just yeah had fun had a lot of fun <laughs> good <laughs> is it one of those weird situations because like you said everyone there is like famous so do you ever just think do I know you or have I just seen you on TV like is it confusing that way no. I um I guess I've been in the industry long enough to know. Uh, I think the weird thing for me is um, I stand there and I go, I th- I feel like I'm just that Yolngor girl from Darling Boy Out Station, and I forget um, who I am as an actor sometimes, <laughs> and I kind of stand there and I'm like oh, people know me as well. <laughs> and I'm like, I just sort of go, oh, oh, no, I'm just this bush girl from NT. <laughs> it's really weird. Um, that's sort of the weird part for me is is um, being known as an actor. Signing autographs and stuff. Signing autographs so and selfies cool. and red carpet. <laughs> I don't know, it's sort of weird. And Sam Neill taking photos of you and, you know, <laughs> like, it's like, what the hell is going on? Oh, my God. Right, that's so cool. Yeah, it was just cool just to be, like, going from, uh, in one day, red carpet to red dirt. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Straight from the Gold Coast back to Nullumboy. <laughs> Got our own little red carpet up here. It's nice. It's really nice to be back home, you know. Yeah, super happy. I cannot believe that was already episode 18 of the podcast. A huge congrats to the entire Wentworth crew. So well deserved. Now, if you liked what you heard, I would absolutely love it if you could rate the podcast. And if you have time, leave a review and hit subscribe. I need to say a big thank you to GovFM. Without them, this podcast would not be possible. And last, but certainly not least, thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much for the feedback. Now, if you know someone that might want to share a story or perhaps you want to share a story, please get in touch. All the contact details are in the show notes. Right now, though, my name's Monica O'Hanlon. That was Northeast Arnhem Land with Mon. I'll see you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.